It's ball talk. It's ball talk, baby. 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 Hello and welcome to the Ball Talk Podcast. It is currently Friday, September 24th at 10:24 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm your host, John Sock, and as always, I'm joined by my my co-host, the best in the business, Chaz Jurgens. Chaz, how are you doing today, buddy? You know who it is. It's a, another nice day over here in Montreal. The winter fast approaching. We got a little rain on the way, but we, you know we power through. We get to hooping every day. Get to watching football. I had a nice Thursday night game last night, so you know we're getting excited for the weekend. Getting excited for Sunday. Always a good time around here at Ball Talk. Oh yeah, very. Always a good time. Always a good time. And you know, I'd love to sit there. We were talking about it before we got on about the Timberwolves GM. <laughs> Maybe we'll talk about that a little on a Tuesday's episode, but as Chaz alluded to, today is a football episode. Uh, week two finished up. We're going to do a little look ahead to week three, a little look back on week two. We're going to make fun of ourselves plenty because we both messed up on our surprise 0-2 teams. Mm-hmm. And uh, But we did hit on our surprise 2-0 teams. So you know what? You're going to give us a little pat on the back, back right there. Mm-hmm. We get a little credit for that one. We get a little credit for that. We we know what we're talking about. We know about winners. You know, we don't know anything about losers. It's just not yeah, our we DNA. Don't, we don't know about losing. So how we can don't we pay predict attention losers? To it's just not our thing. We can predict winners because we're winners. Yeah, we, we we have a tough time getting in the mentality of a losing team. You know, we we really just see the winning. We understand it. When it comes to, to O and two, I don't know that. I've never seen that before. I, it's hard to really figure out. I, I don't understand. I can't put myself in the mentality to understand how that could happen to someone. I don't get it. I can't, I can't predict that. I can't predict the unknown. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, our surprise 2-0 teams are the Broncos and the Raiders. And you know what? We said, our, we said their names. I'm proud of that. I'm proud mm-hmm. of that. The AFC West has just kind of been like a – the AFC West might be the best, team, best division in football. Yeah, my early call, my early call. It might be. I'm still. I'm still. Um, I am still kind of uh, on board with the um. What was it? The NFC. Uh, the NFC West. Mm-hmm. But the AFC West is coming and giving them a run for their money. Yeah, definitely super exciting. Everyone had the Chargers penciled in for double digit wins. They're currently at the bottom of the division. And I know it's week two, so I'm like purposely being a little dramatic with that. But like somehow the only two and O teams in the division are not the Chiefs and the Chargers. Everyone had them as the number one and two seed. They are not the the, the Broncos and the Raiders are two and O. The only teams two and O in the entire AFC. I I insanity. I was listening to the Mina Kimes show with Lenny today yesterday. Great mm-hmm. podcast by the way, and she was talking about both teams as playoff teams. <laughs> She's talking about how far can the Broncos go? Can they make the playoffs? Can they win a game in the playoffs? And I know it's week two. So there's definitely a little bit of an overreaction right there. I, I love mm-hmm. Mina Kimes, so I'm, I'm cool with it. She's very good. One of the better football analysts uh, I listen to, I like listening to. But we're kind of at that point, 2-0. and It's a good way to start. That's uh, You've already mm-hmm. won uh, over 10% of your season. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for the... The Broncos, at least, they're they're going into this thing with a new quarterback and and Teddy Two Gloves, who's looked absolutely outstanding, obviously. And after Week One, there was all that talk of him and and Von Miller talking to each other, like Von Miller saying he hasn't felt this type of way since Peyton Manning was on the squad, which is a the highest of compliments that can be paid to a quarterback at this point in the NFL, because Peyton Manning 
operates to a, a whole different level to most human beings that you'll ever see in any type of professional sports. But them led by that defense, I mean, the Patrick Sertain injury in week two, they're going to have to see how long he's going to be out for and, and how much that's going to affect them. But Jerry Judy was out, but they have stepped up out of Cortland Sutton. You got KJ Hamler and Tim Patrick doing great things for you. Shout and out so KJ this, Hamler. This, this, Broncos, this Broncos squad... Like they, they obviously, whatever you talk about the AFC West, even this early, you still got to figure that the Chiefs are, are most likely going to end up with a divisional win into this playoffs. But the way that the season is going for the Broncos, they should feel supremely confident. And like, we can go out there and battle with the best of them on both sides of the football, put up points and slow teams down. And that's a, a recipe for winning. So they're going to play a lot of close games and you got maybe split the season series against the Chiefs and you got a real shot of being a division champion over here. Denver Broncos. Okay. Yeah. Look, up. I, I I figured you were gonna come in and score earth them, and I was gonna get to be all like uh, optimistic. But all right, I guess I get to be the less optimistic one. <laughs> I'm just a lot less in on this team. Mm. Look, two and zero is still good. Teddy Bridgewater. I, I'm pretty sure he, I heard that he was leading the NFL in throws, twenty yard passing attempts, which I believe. Yeah, <laughs> I, I believe it. He airs it out. But they also beat the New York Giants, who are just in disarray, 0-2, and Jacksonville, yeah. who through the first two weeks have looked like probably the worst team in football. Mm-hmm. Mind you, I don't think that trend's going to persist. I, I'm thinking the Giants will start picking up some wins also, kind of getting their stuff together. But, I, I mean, these are two teams that, both are 0-2. They both should have beat the other team they played and didn't. Giants should have <laughs> beat Washington. Jacksonville should have beat Houston. Neither did. Yeah. I I just don't buy this Denver Broncos team yet. They've they've barely beaten two OT 0-2 teams. It's not like they killed them. Mm. I think Teddy's good enough that the defense keeps playing well. They can still win games. And a lot of the other AFC teams have let me down so far this season. I'm basically out on the entire AFC East at this point. <laughs> I, I'm not ready to get in on Denver. Mm. I'm looking ahead on their schedule. I see they have the Ravens, the Steelers, the Raiders, and the Browns all in a row starting at week four. I think they have the Jets next week. I have that somewhere. I, I want to wait to see what happens after that stretch before we start talking about them as a playoff team, before we start talking to them as anything. And mm. even if they just go one and three, I just want to see if they can look competitive because I really think that being competitive in those games – even if you come out of there, you win next week. I think it's the Jets. Um, yeah. It's the Jets. It is the Jets. Perfect. If they can come out with a winning, if they don't come out with a win against the Jets, then you know my answer. I am out on this team. <laughs> if they come out with a win against the Jets, they go one and three in the next week. They're going into week eight, where I believe they have a bye. Um, they're going, no, they don't have a bye week eight. But um, they're going into week eight uh, against the Washington football team. Four and three. They could come out five and three. That's a healthy spot to be. Mm-hmm. Four and three, five, and that's a healthy spot to be to possibly make a playoff run. But for now, I need to see what happens. If they go 0 and 4, then I'm almost definitely going to be out on them. Yeah. If they're going I mean, and they're getting killed by all these teams, I'm almost definitely going to be out on them. But I, I need to see a little more from this Denver squad. I just don't think that they've been winning in an impressive fashion. It, it looks like a, it looks, it looks not fluky. But I'm watching it happen, and I'm like, what am I watching? Versus, you know, you watch, like, Cleveland win, and you're like, yeah, it's Cleveland. They're going to win, which mm-hmm. is still a crazy sentence to say. Um, <laughs> don't get me wrong. No, 
and I'm not saying by any stretch of the imagination the Broncos are, are locked in to make the playoffs at this point. Obviously, the first two games of the season, like not against great opposition, and, and they did win, haven't won extremely convincingly, as you say, I guess. But I think I, a lot of what I've seen out of them, just what some of the stuff they're doing, I think they're keeping a lot hidden for the most part now, especially playing against weaker opposition to start the season. Like, you don't need to bring out even... They probably haven't seen half the playbook yet on the field yet because you just don't need it when you're playing teams like the Jacksonville Jaguars right now and the Giants in week one who had absolutely no clue what they were doing on either side of the ball it looked like. <laughs> so for the Broncos, I just I like the direction they're headed. For sure, there's some tough challenges ahead for them, but just the, the type of dudes that they have on their squad and the way that they're built to compete, I think that they'll be ready to go for sure throughout this season. And they're a team I could definitely see making some moves throughout the year too to try to bring in some more veterans to to bolster up their squad and really make a run at a potential wild card spot or even the, the top of the, the division if they have a chance for it. But I would think if they do make the playoffs, it will more likely be in the wild card situation. I definitely am seeing them more in the wild card situation. But I will say they've got they've got enough of a schedule that I think they could get enough wins. It's really going to come down to me for how the Chargers go. Mm. I I uh, do you want to give your Chargers take or do I? Are, are you going to scorch earth it. them or am I scorch earthing them? Do what you want. Let's see what you got to say about the. Chargers. I think they've looked really bad. <laughs> I think they've just looked re- like this is a team that I I penciled in I think for twelve wins. Athletic had them at eleven. Every, I think everyone and their mom had them at double digits. They, they they were a team that everyone's like, yeah, they're gonna take a they're gonna make a jump. And look, they lost program favorite Brian Bulaga mm-hmm. in a, after week one, I believe. Mm-hmm. They looked really bad week one. Still, they looked absolutely tired. They lost to a they beat barely beat a Washington football team that had to change quarterbacks mid game, and then somehow made a gunslinging brawl against the Cowboys look boring. Somehow you have 800 <laughs> combined yards and a game ends 20 to 17 with your team losing. By the way, I I just I thought the Chargers were supposed to be putting points on the board. Herb was you know Herb fully loaded was supposed to be fully loaded, but <laughs> his team looks flat. I, I don't know I don't know I don't know what it is. Yeah, but they just they, they're lacking that kind of push. They're lacking some elite. Maybe it's an elite playmaker on, on in the receiving. Maybe maybe they just, I don't know what it is. I, I don't see this team. What I've seen from this team so far has not impressed me. Mm-hmm. I expected a lot more from them. And if they keep playing this flat, I, I'm I'm not worried about them challenging Kansas City for the division. I'm not worried about them anything. I'm I'm, I'm imagining that they're gonna fall. I'm really not gonna ha- be high on them if they stay this flat. I think that they could wind up losing losing double digit games, and then maybe that could be what propels Denver into a nice two and zero record. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Chargers this season have definitely had uh, an up and down start. Like you mentioned, they had a lot of hype going into the season, and that Washington game definitely wasn't a terrible game for them. Herbert closed it out well. They were able to to wind down the clock at the end of the game, really just slowly, methodically march down the field and close it out, which is a sign of, to me, a, a competent football team, at least someone a team that knows what they're doing. But you're right, this was a, a squad that a lot of people expected to come out here and be dropping like 35 to 40 points a game and 400 passing yards. You got Austin Eckler back, hopefully healthy, and he looks like a monster as a split back in the backfield. Keenan Allen is supposed to be a wide receiver one who can 
feast on any defense and we haven't really seen him get a lot of separation and a lot of looks this season like he's getting his targets he's getting almost 100 yards a game yes but eight nine catches for 100 yards is not the greatest production out of someone who you would want to have with that many catches you you're looking at closer to 150 hopefully in a couple tuds and that's just not what he's been on for the start of the season so for, for them to really get going, I think they're going to need a lot out of Keenan and Eckler to to really step up as leaders of their offense because Herbert, there's been a lot of talk of, and we love Justin Herbert over here. I think he's we both think he's going to be a fantastic quarterback in the mm-hmm. NFL, but like it's his second season, and he wasn't even supposed to play his rookie season until Tyrod Taylor got hurt. So I think we, everyone needs to just take a step back and, and see the situation with the Chargers for what it is. Like They should be a very good squad, but their defense and their offense is – not been able to combine to keep them in games like either their offense isn't putting up enough points or their defense isn't stopping teams at the right time so i do think that there's going to need to be some some changes and joe lombardi as a first year oc is going to take a little while to get used to it they're definitely going to turn it around but i think that that mark of 12 13 11 wins could be a little less in their future as to more of a 500 record this season or or maybe they scratch 10 but they're gonna need to go on a big run this season if they want to get up there to to close to challenging for the division yeah yeah i definitely see that and uh i still can't believe they lost to dallas that was just really bad they got kansas city next week i Mm -hmm. i don't know they've got a really tough upcoming schedule they're gonna go kc and then Las Vegas, who we'll talk about in a little bit. Then they have a short week going into going up against Cleveland. They're at home at least. Mm-hmm. And then they're away in Baltimore. And at home, then they get their bye week at home versus New England. That'll be a good. That should be a good win for them. But they need to pick up some wins before week six. Yeah, I I, I don't know if they're going to be able to pick up another win against this team. The, the schedule that they're going to have. If you're one in five coming out of your bye week. Makes it pretty hard to win 10 games. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Not easy to win 10 games when you already lost 5 of 17. Mm-hmm. They're going to need to come long. out with a win in these next few weeks. Hopefully for them, it's against the Raiders. I don't know that they're going to be able to. They, they, they're they lacking that oomph. But still, Justin Herbert looked generational as a, as a rookie QB. Broke mm-hmm. every single record. Convincingly looked amazing doing it. Everyone is out on every other QB from that draft because of how good he is. <laughs> Which is wrong. We put that out there. One, yeah. gonna put that out there. We, uh, mm-hmm. you don't draft QBs. You don't draft QBs number one overall. Sorry, Burrow. I love you, Burrow. You don't draft a QB number one overall. There's too much variance. All, I'm all aboard sleeper QBs. <laughs> That's to say, I need to see more from this Chargers team. I'm very worried about them in this division. I still have them winning ten games. I did a, a week, a post week two season breakdown. I'm gonna be trying to do this every week how the rest mm. of the season's looking. It is going to be filled with overreactions. I I realize it going into it. I, I came out with Vegas at 13, and I'm like, yeah, I need to like take a little more time doing these. <laughs> I was like, this was overreacting and fun, but it's overreacting and fun. I still think that the Chargers can pull out 10 wins. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, I mentioned that they're going to have to play Vegas in these next few weeks. I actually am really liking Vegas. <sighs> yeah, I mean... I'm cautiously optimistic, I guess, oh, with the way that the squad has turned around and the way that Derek Carr is looking, leading the league in passing yards right now, at least. That's pretty yeah. cool. Do you think that's sustainable? <laughs> uh, so this is this is frozen. 
Okay, Chaz froze for a second, but uh, I'm going to assume that it is not sustainable for Chaz. I'll cut that in for you. Um, Derek Carr has just been playing out of his mind, and he's been doing... And John Gruden is high-key one of the best offensive minds in football, just in terms of the play calling he's been getting. I it, Between him and Carr, they've just been able to turn Darren Waller into, like... They've been able to turn Darren Waller into, like, the best not i don't want to say the best tight end in football but he's he's looked like it and he's just such a threat between him and then henry ruggs is just having this coming out party as just one of the most elite deep threats in the league right now and car car has the arm talent to really take advantage of ruggs's speed run is just running a 4-2 on the outside and it's like oh well who can keep up with that and with that you get renfro allen they're getting open they're able to find the cracks in the defense created by this stuff the run game has been slow Josh Jacobs hasn't stepped up, but it, look, it'll, it, it, when a weak run defense shows up, I think they'll be able to really take advantage. I'm really buying their offense. I don't know that Derek Carr is going to be able to keep you know, throwing for 400 yards a game. But mm-hmm. the offense definitely has enough talent on it to which I buy it. I, I, buy it as, I buy it as a good offense. And if the defense can keep being good, I think that they can keep winning games and winning a lot of games. Yeah, I mean, I, I've seen a lot of Raider seasons at this point, so I'm definitely going to be a little bit more on the the slower, slow to warm up on this team train, especially with Gruden, because I've, I've seen things like this happen before. But I can't uh, say anything less about the first two weeks. It's been fantastic to watch, being some great games, exciting Raider football. The defense has been flying around. KJ Wright and Perryman in the middle of that defense as the two new linebackers stepped in haven't missed a beat like they have been absolute revelations for this team they're allowing our line to get there Yannick Ngakwe and Max Crosby are are talking like they're the two best ends in the NFL which I don't know if you guys are but maybe on the same team maybe as a pass rush duo they're doing they're doing devastating things to a lot of teams so the defense has certainly taken a step to to where it needs to be the cornerback play has improved a lot with Trayvon Mullen Jr. and uh, Jr. on the other side as well but the offense is actually what I'm more concerned about at this point because, yes, Henry Ruggs can take a step, and he had a great game against the Steelers. Hunter Renfro is looking more and more like a reliable wide receiver to slant man every single day. But Derek Carr and Josh Jacobs have had their history of not necessarily being able to figure out how to win games as much as how to put up points and how to put up yards, which is a, a tradition amongst Raiders. So if the defense can continue to keep them in, I think they'll have a shot for sure, but the way that their offense has looked, once Josh Jacobs is back and fully healthy, hopefully they can get a good a good run game going and establish that because that's really how the offense moves. But I don't know if Derek Carr is throwing 450 a game for the rest of the season. It's going to be a little difficult for him. And he at least looks like he, he wants to be a franchise QB. He's got no more guaranteed money after this, this offseason. So he's be looking for a new deal. I know his uh, college buddy, Devontae Adams, is going to be looking for a new deal too. So if this Raiders team can at least make themselves a wild card team, next year could really be a year for us, I think. I mean, I'm, I'm they've got Miami next week. Mm-hmm. You know, good defense, but that offense is just going to be a mess. With Jacoby, look, I, I like yeah. Jacoby Brissett. I think he's one of the better backups in the league. But mm-hmm. I don't buy a team that has to throw in a backup. In the end of the day, I, I mean, unless it's Taylor Heineke or you know Gardner Minshew, yeah. my guys love those guys. Mm-hmm. But 
throwing in a backup is usually a telltale sign when your offense already wasn't exactly amazing. I uh, I'm believing that this 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 Raiders D line has been leading the what's it called this Raiders D line has just been going insane. They have the second yeah. highest knockdown percentage and the sixth most pressures in the NFL. Let's go, boys! And they played Balt they played Baltimore, who have a real O line, and Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. where their O line I've been impressed. People thought they were gonna be one of the worst in the league. I've actually thought they've looked all right, not yeah. amazing by any standard, but I mean when you got Big Ben Roethlisberger who can barely move and. Your only running back is a rookie who, look, Najee Harris had the dirtiest stiff arm I've seen from a guy not named Derrick Henry, but he yeah. still ran for 40 yards that game. Mm-hmm. Not exactly easy to be an O-line in that situation, <laughs> going to be honest. Yeah, I mean, like, for the Raiders overall, I think that we obviously had 2-0 and this season. We got a real shot to go. The team looks great. The Dolphins with Brissett in Week 3 could be one of the few teams that's still undefeated after Week 3. But this is it's gonna be an uphill battle for us all season long. You're gonna to have to to hope for a lot of good bounces. And I I'm gonna say it for literally every single team in this division. There's absolutely no way you win you get even close to winning this division unless you split your season series with the Chiefs. And the I, I Raiders I don't think anyone stands a chance of winning this series this their season series against the Chiefs. I don't think anyone stands a chance of winning the division except for the Chiefs. Gonna put that out there. It would take an absolutely miraculous season. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, I don't want to transition to the Chiefs yet. I just want to quickly put this out there for Vegas, and then we can transition to the Chiefs, who I don't know that they're going to lose another football game. I don't <laughs> think I don't think they are. I, I, I don't think they are. But hear, hear, this, out, hear this out for the, for the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Week three, they got Miami. Yeah. Week four, Monday night football against uh, the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Week five, they got Chicago. Week six, Denver. Mm. Uh, week seven... Philly, um, week seven, Philadelphia, week eight, bye, week nine, Giants, and then week 10, they're at home against Kansas City. Sounds I like could a... see them showing up in that Kansas City game without a loss. Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't put, I wouldn't put real money on it, but Miami, I'm, I'm, I, I, I don't if buy two Miami. Two is not playing. Yeah. If two is not playing. I don't buy Miami. They just they looked absolutely. They got absolutely wrecked by that Bills team. Mm-hmm. Just absolutely embarrassed by a Bills team that I am still cautiously optimistic on. Mm-hmm. I'm a little bit more out on them than I'm a little bit more in on them than I was after week one. I was pretty like, oh, this might be a sound of the alarm moment for them. Week four, you got the Chargers without uh, Bulaga. That D, that deal O line is going to get wrecked. Yeah, it's going to be tough for Court Lindsley and the boys over there. <laughs> Chicago is just a mess with Matt Nagy and who is the QB? I guess Justin Fields. I mean, yeah, Justin Fields is a monster. And, you know, if you pressure him, he's still big enough that it might not matter. But I don't know if he's going to have his stride by then. I don't know what the team's going to be looking like. Dalton might be back. It might become the QB controversy week. That might wind up being an easy win if that's the QB controversy week. Because I'll tell you right now, as soon as Andy Dalton comes back, they're losing whatever game that is. It's going to be such a mess. There's no way they win whatever game Andy Dalton comes back in unless they commit to staying with Justin Fields. At this point, you can't transition from Justin Fields. You need to ride that guy to the end of the season I mean, now. I'm pretty sure after their last game, Matt Nagy sent out the, the Bears PR team to say that if Andy Dalton is healthy, he will be our starter week three. I know. And, and, that's... That, and that's They've already said that Justin Fields will be the starter week three, but I'm pretty sure they also said that once Dalton's healthy, he's going to be back as their starter. No, I, 
sorry, you put the rookie in, you ride the rookie at this point. It doesn't matter if you're losing football games. You you gotta you. It's mm-hmm. I don't know. It's gonna cause it's it's not worth the rift in the locker room. Denver, that'll be a game for Denver to see if they're in or not. Yep. I am personally out. I think Vegas is way better than Denver. Mm-hmm. Philly should be an easy win. Bye week and then Giants. Giants after a bye week. Should absolutely no reason to lose that game. Yep. I, I think it's totally possible for them to show up in week ten without having a loss. Yeah, I mean I don't think it's show- probable. I think it's possible. You show up to it's in Arrowhead or it's at the Allegiant Week Ten. In Arrowhead, you, you show so up to Kansas. Loss. <laughs> you show up to Kansas City like seven and two, eight and one. You're looking at a real, real shot. I mean, if if you want to transition to the T- Chiefs, you don't yeah. think they're gonna lose a game. They got a lot of tough games on their schedule, man. Like that's what happens they, when you're the one seed. They don't play any easy teams. Like even this week against the Chargers, I know we talk so much on the Chargers, but. There's still a team that's going to put up points with the best of them. And the Kansas City Chiefs defense right now is like 32nd in the league in rush defense and like 31st in pass defense. I get it's only been two weeks and you played a Ravens team that's very talented and a Browns team that's very talented. But to to go in with this poor of a defense right now and not really be able to stop anyone, it's a lot of relying on Mahomes, Kelsey, and Tyreek, which is clearly a winning formula. But how much do you want to do it throughout the regular season for them to have to do it in the playoffs too? It's It doesn't spell the greatest regular season to me for this Kansas City Chiefs team. I think one thing is, I, I think they looked loose against Baltimore. Mm. I think they looked loose against Baltimore. I think they looked a little loose against the Browns. And then, you know, they're like, all right, Mahomes, do your thing. I think they looked loose against Baltimore. And then they tried to have Mahomes do his thing. And Baltimore was locked in. Especially coming off that loss to the to the Raiders, they were ready to lock the f in. Mm-hmm. I think that you know how we talked about after that uh, Cleveland loss that they were going to be woken up and go crazy for the rest of the season, and then Tyrod Taylor kind of led a crazy com- a crazy run, but then Cleveland ultimately shut them down. Mm-hmm. Look, I think that this is going to be the same way for the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are going to get their wake up call. I think it's time for Andy Reid to start busting out the hard the heavy plays. Time for everyone to lock in a little bit harder. And I think that they're going to just start winning games. I don't know that they're going to lose another game this season. Maybe I mean, they'll lose one, but I don't think they're losing one in division. I don't think they're losing a divisional game this year. Andy Reid's going to be sitting there like, we lost a football game. You want us to lose another one? We're not winning this division. Pat, you need that bye. Mm-hmm. We need this bye. We don't have enough receiver. We need to win this. Uh, I they yeah. really think that they could go and win out. I mean, it's just because I, I take a look at their schedule, and I mean, you got – Obviously, Chargers and then the Eagles, which is an easy one. But you got Bills Week 5, Washington Week 6, which that defense is always going to cause you problems. Titans Week 7, the Giants, whatever, we skip over that one. (laughs) Then you got Packers Week 9, and then that Raiders game. And then you go Cowboys, Broncos, and Raiders again. Like, these are all games that you're playing, especially when you're Kansas City, you got a target on your back every single game you go into. Now you're playing some very good football teams who also need wins. Like, the Bills, Titans, both lost their first games of the season. They're also coming back like, we want to win every single football game, just like Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And so this is, by no means are they going to have any easy gains on their schedule where they're just going to be able to walk through teams. Like, you're going to see... Sure, the Eagles and the Giants, but until like week 12, those are your two games that you can kind of get away with and everything else is going to be very, very difficult. So I just think that there's going to be a lot of hard sledding up ahead. I honestly wouldn't be shocked and I don't think it would be the worst thing for them to go into this season, this these playoffs as a wild card team. I think it could be something that they've never seen before. 
that they haven't done. As long as they have the a little bit of just, hey, we know that we're going to need to win an extra one this year, that's no problem for us. We go out there and we win football games. So I think it could be something that if you see the Raiders at 8-1, at 7-2, and, one, seven and two, going up against the Chiefs in Week 11 at like 6-4, and four, you got a real shot at a team that, hey, look, we we know we're great. We know what the Chiefs can do, but you just got to win one extra one in the playoffs this year, and let's see if you can do it. Yeah, and I, if the Chiefs go six and four, they're gonna have to win an extra one. I, I imagine. Yeah. I mean, I kind of look around this AFC, and I don't know that I buy any other teams except for the Browns, and the Browns are one and one right now. Mm-hmm. Mind you, they lost to, the K, to KC, but everyone else has a loss on their schedule that I'm not very happy with, except for the Raiders and the Broncos. I don't. <laughs> It's a mm-hmm. weird season, and I don't know. I don't know what to take it, but I I don't know that I'd be happy if I'm Kansas City and I have to go play that extra football game because of all these runs we've been going on. Mm. We always are in the conference championship game. We're now we've gone to the Super Bowl twice in a row now, and we could barely hold it together last time. We're doing another extended season with the extra game in the playoffs too. I'm look football is a heavy hitting sport. People feel that. I'm I'd be very worried if I'm Kansas City. And I would be trying extra hard to make sure I secure that number one overall seed. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, one of the things I think is really going to need to to change in their game style is they, the use of Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has to at least be a little more varied because mm-hmm. the way that they're just giving him the ball and letting him get crushed in the backfield every single time he runs is just absolutely never going to work for you. Like, you can't try to apart. establish... <laughs> You can't try to establish a run game if you don't have the proper run blocking or at least just some run blocking sets. Like, get three tight ends in there and just try to move this line forward for him a little bit. Like, don't just hand him the ball out of this inside zone and let him try to work through gaps that aren't there. Maybe get him the ball in the backfield, get him outside in the flats, get a couple catchers and runs. But he, the use of, like, he needs to be more involved and more dynamically involved in their offense. He's not just a traditional hard nosed running back. He's not built like that yet. It's only his second year in the league. You got to give him a little while to at least get his strength up to to deal with the type of linebackers that he's going to be running straight head into because he's not going forward right now. He's going backwards almost every time, and it's just never going to work when you're running on first down. And now it's second and twelve, so you know that Kelsey and Mahomes and Tyreek are going deep. It just makes your team so much more predictable. Makes it harder to win football games. So. I think the way that Clyde Edwards-Lair has been used needs to be a little bit varied, and I, I'm 100% sure that Andy Reid will take care of that. But it's going to – how long is Kansas City going to wait until they decide to just like, okay, we're full go mode at this point. Like, well, there's no more messing around. There's no more waiting. Let's see. It's just we are going to win every single day, every single second of the day. We're getting 1% better every day, and we are going to be the best team in football. Yep, I mean, that's, that's really what it's going to come down to is being the best team in football. And I, I think that they can. I, I really think they, they can. I, I at least think they're going to be the best team in this division. Mm-hmm. I at least think they're going to be the best team in this division. I, yeah. I but don't know. I don't, air, I, don't think, I don't think that any of these teams have the, any of the other teams in this division have the defensive chops to slow down the Chiefs. That's kind of something that I'm looking around this division and it's a bunch of average or weak defenses i mean mm-hmm. denver's got a good defense but their offense i don't think is enough to worry yeah. I, I mahomes in the offense is still strong enough that they're going to put up points on that defense mm-hmm. raiders again good defense not not world beaters yeah and the chargers i mean I'm, they have some studs but they're, they're missing a lot of key guys at key positions to really take themselves to the next level well said um all right, but do we this, want to do Titans or do we want to do buy or sell? 
Let you get your Titans in. And then we'll, Five minute we'll, we'll Titan rant. Let's game. go. I need to talk about them. I have never seen a team get more obviously screwed by the refs and still find a way <laughs> to win. Just madly impressive. I madly impressive. I was losing my mind. I walked away from the game for a bit. Um, there is no <laughs> way that the Julio Jones touchdown should have been called back. No way. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, you're only allowed to toe tap if your name's Odell Beckham. Man had both of his toes in, and then, okay, his heel was on the line of the line, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. There is no way that's enough for a callback. No way. And yeah, yeah, a taunting penalty. Okay, cool. Whatever. Everyone's getting <laughs> screwed by those right now. It's the worst rule yeah. in football. Everyone and their mother hates it. Every, <laughs> yeah. The worst. Whoever thought that. I don't know what this. The NFLPA released a statement on taunting. They were like, it was really funny. They were like, yeah, the competition mm-hmm. committee came up with it. There's only one player on the competition committee. You'd think yeah. that we'd have more players on the sports competition committee. I loved it. Go NFLPA. Mm-hmm. One of the best moves that they've done in a bit. But whatever. Okay. Touchdown call back. Doesn't matter. Derrick Henry time. Three touchdowns. Was it 160 rushing yards? What? How many receiving yards? Do you have the stats? He's yeah, on 100, pace. 182 rushing yards, 55 reception, 55 receiving yards. He, he is on pace for, I think it was 2,100 yards this season with the extra game. <laughs> he, he's about to be, uh, he might, he might hit two, he might hit 2,000 in 16. If he has 2,000 in 16, uh, you know I'm calling him one of the greatest running backs of all time. You know it. I'm saving you the time. No rushing mm-hmm. runner has ever done two 2,000-yard seasons in a row. It, yes, there'll be an extra game. If he could do it in 16, I am not, I'm not hiding anything. Whatever. Overtime. No bucket on the first drive. It's okay. Panic. Whatever. D-line steps up. Pressures. Sacks galore. That last play. I knocked my mic. That last play was a safety. Yeah. Go watch the replay again. Ola Denier. Totally butchered the name. Doesn't touch Russell Wilson until Wilson is in the end zone. Mm-hmm. Wilson puts his arm on him at the one yard line. That's that that's not when forward that's not forward progress. It, the defense doesn't touch you. Here's what I could say is that the, they have been letting this forward progress thing go crazy recently. That is insanity. Yeah. In in that was insanity. That was a safety. That was He hit him in the in the end zone. He didn't touch him until Wilson was in the end zone. Mm-hmm. You want to say whatever, whatever? He did not touch Wilson until Russell Wilson was in the end zone. Yeah, whatever. Got rid of the Derrick football. Henry gets us into good field position. Randy Bullock, Randy Marsh. <laughs> Pat Randy comes in, drills the game-winning kick. Mm-hmm. Memes galore. I I got to go I got to go to bed happy. Oh my! I would not have slept if that if that was a loss. I would mm-hmm. not have been able to sleep. I'll tell you that right now. I mean that last play, for more, where Russell Wilson throws it out of bounds, almost gets sacked in the end zone. Definitely looks like a safety. Definitely forward progress was impeded, and he stopped moving forward when he was in the end zone. So should have been a safety. But I can tell you that they have been letting quarterbacks get away with that for so many years at this point. Like even last night, I'm watching Sam Darnold try to sneak it in from like the half yard line, and it's just like, so this guy got stopped. He's not moving forward anymore. He proceeds to get run from behind by three fullbacks and a lineman, then gets pushed into the end zone, and we're calling it a touchdown. It's like, well, they they made the stop at the line. The play should have been blown dead. 
But because his legs are still moving, even though he's not going forward, we're going to let it keep going. There definitely needs to be some improvements made onto how this rule is at least called. Cause, or just change what it's called. Because the forward progress is clearly not what is the most important at this point. No. And especially for quarterbacks. So that play, like, yes, it's a safety, but not in the NFL, apparently. <laughs> like, not, not according to the officials. So it's, it's something that you got to just live with. They, hey, it got you guys fantastic field position for a punt to get you all the way back. Basically, we're in field goal range by, after the punt return. So it was just like... Give Derrick Henry the ball two, three times, and it's an easy kick to win the game. So this Titans team at least looked better, but hey, that was a hell of a game, and there was a few of them in week two that were just fantastic football games. I'm at work watching Red Zone, and I'm just flipping in between. I'm like, gosh darn it, if I could be home to watch all these games at once, I'd have like seven streams going, and I wouldn't even know what to do about it because there were so many close, highly contested games. This Titans game was just one of fantastic. And to see Julio so involved was what was great to me like every time i turned around it's just julio getting another 20 yard catch and it's like geez man like are, is somebody covering him like what's going on seattle is just they really expose the fact that the seattle corners are are not a1 corners in the nfl right now and that dj reed taunting penalty really flipped the game on its head but did, it's a it was a good win for the titans a good football game all around did you see aj brown's tweet after the game I love this. No, not even. He said, he said, my family told me I couldn't, I wouldn't have caught COVID yesterday. <laughs> he had like five drops or something. Easily the worst game of his NFL career. But hey, mm-hmm. a win's a win. AJ Brown, I hope, I hope we'll never be that bad again. Yeah. Back in on that Titans train, man. 16 and one. Let's go. <laughs> no, I'm very happy with this Titans team, but the, the, the issues are there. I still do think that they have enough offense to run with any team. Mm. But hey, Derrick Henry's, Derrick Henry keeps playing like this. I'm going to be a happy man. Yeah. All right. Buy or sell. Mm-hmm. So we're going to list teams. It's it, it's another game. Exactly. I like these games for football. I'm going to list a team. Chad's going to tell me if you're buying them or selling them. Uh, and then we're going to, we're going to do that very quickly. And then we're going to preview some games for this, uh, this upcoming week, week three. Mm. Chaz, start with yeah. the Baltimore Ravens. I'm look, I'm, I'm selling on the Ravens this year. I don't even think they're making the playoffs. Most of it has to do with the fact that they've been like just destroyed by injuries to start the season. You're, we're not even going to get to see like probably six of their top 15 guys on the roster are not playing at all this season. And yes, Lamar Jackson is an absolute freak of nature and can do so many things on a football field that is going to just put your team in a winning position. At the end of the day, winning positions is not winning the football game. And you're going to need to do some extra things and have other guys step up throughout the year, which I think will happen. But just because of the division that they are in right now and the situation that they're in with injuries, I don't think that they're a team that people should be looking too highly on this season. Yeah, I mean, I look at their schedule and it's not it's not crazy. It looks pretty average. They got some good teams. They got some bad teams. It's not like they've got one. You know, it's not like they're weighted any one way. I just think they're relying very heavily on Lamar Jackson. And I, I just don't think you can rely that heavily on a guy that doesn't throw the ball that often. <laughs> I think if you're relying heavily on a guy, he needs to be able to throw the football a lot more often. Just because if you're running that much, like there's just so much room for injuries or your legs just being like, all right, well, we ran a lot, dude. Let's calm down. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I want to sell the Ravens, but I'll tell you this. I'm not buying the Ravens, so I guess I'm <laughs> selling the Ravens. But I do think mm-hmm. that they'll still come out probably a ni- at least at 9 and 8. At least above point five hundred. 
Yeah, I can see them close to that. I just I see the end of their season as a real tough mark. Like the last eight weeks of the season, you see the Browns twice, the Steelers twice, the Packers and the Rams. Like you're going to need at least three wins out of those six games, I would think, to make the playoffs. I don't know if they're getting those ones. So it's going to be going to be tough sledding for them down the stretch. It's going to be some big football games. But hey, the, this Ravens team, Lamar Jackson has been doing it to people since the Vine days. So we know that he's got the talent. But hey, it's it's going to be a, a difficult time for Harbaugh and the boys. I mean, you said, all right, I think it's a great transition because you said they're going to be playing the Pittsburgh Steelers twice. How about the Pittsburgh Steelers? Buy or sell? Because I'll tell you right I'm, now, I am selling. <laughs> I am selling. Like I was low on them. I was low on them before the season started. I came mm-hmm. on this podcast and I said, "Look, like I, I just, I'm, you know, I'm looking at the numbers. I bet they're going to overperform it." Because you talked me into it. <laughs> you talked me into them. Mm-hmm. I don't think I was wrong. B- Big Ben, Big Ben is looking washed. Yeah. Najee Harris, look, I, I said it earlier. Crazy stiff arms, going hard. He's not breaking off long runs. He's mm-hmm. not getting the long runs that he needs to be a true threat as a backfield player. And that's, you know, not good. This was a big bet on big like This was a big bet on a team on on big on Big Ben not being injured. This is a big bet on Ben Roethlisberger not being injured. You draft mm-hmm. a, a running back in your with the first round pick. You're hoping that they're stepping up and playing hard and that there's a team and they got a role defined right away. I don't know that they have that. I don't know that uh, Ralsberg is able to sling that ball like he used to. I don't know that he's able to find his receivers well enough anymore. This is a mm-hmm. team that would be a prime Minshew candidate. <laughs> this is a team that should be drafting QBs starting this offseason. Mm-hmm. I don't have the Steelers going far. I'm still happy with that prediction. I do not see them being able to stop Baltimore. I, I think Baltimore is going to beat them in both of those two games. Mm. I just see the Pittsburgh Steelers losing a lot more football games this year. See, and, and here's what I'm going to say. I'm definitely higher on the Steelers than I am on the Ravens right now. Like, I'm, I wouldn't go out and f- say it's a, a full buy on the Steelers because I ultimately do think the Browns are winning this division, and I don't know if anyone else is actually making the playoffs out of it. But I think that the way this Pittsburgh Steelers defense is built is just wholly different. Like, the squad that they have assembled on the defensive side of the football, along with the different personnel and, and packages that they could put out there, and then having Mike Tomlin as the head coach over there, it just points to, to winning football to me and not necessarily to, to exciting football to watch. And yes, that offense is going to need to take a, a few steps. Like there's not just one or two things that they need to do better. There's about eight or nine, ten things that are going to need to improve and quite quickly if they're going to want to win a lot of football games. But the way that their defense is constructed to be able to keep them in games no matter what, get takeaways, get scores for them. Like, I envision their defense probably scoring, like averaging a touchdown every half game or so. You're looking at 8 to 10 defensive touchdowns on the season, if not more, because J.J. Watt is going to get strip sacks. Cam Hayward is going to get strip sacks. Ingram's getting strip sacks. Fitzpatrick's going to get some picks. Cortland Sutton's going to get some picks. And there's going to be guys all over that field. It looks like the reason that I'm a little bit higher on the Steelers is because they at least look like they're playing Pittsburgh Steelers football. Like their defense is constructed the way that everyone in Pittsburgh has always wanted to watch the Steelers. And for me, that's a big part of just keeping your team the way that they want to be. You keep your fans engaged. You keep your city excited for them. 
and that's going to be huge. Heinz Field is going to be rocking. They love their defense over there. So I think that's what's really propelling the Steelers this season. It gives them a little bit more time for Big Ben to try to continue to improve throughout the season. But I do agree that he just does not look that great this year. And even compared to last season, it seems like he's he's still on the trend down, which makes sense. The dude is like 38, 39 years old. Not not a lot of guys are doing it at that age. So for especially with his size and he, he moves around in the pocket well enough, I guess now he's he's shaking a couple hits here and there, but he is going to get rocked at some point this season. We might have to see Dewey Haskins. Oh man. I can't believe they're relying on Dwayne Haskins. Um, <laughs> I mean, maybe it's Mason Rudolph, but <laughs> I'd rather see Dwayne Haskins at least. I, I would rather see Dwayne Haskins too. Cause I'm worried that Mason Rudolph is going to get beat up with another uh, football helmet. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, uh, moving from the Steelers to their uh, – are they still do, – do we do we call this team a rival to them? I don't know. I think so, just because of Tom Brady. Uh, yeah. New England. Mm. Chaz, buy or sell? I Look, this Patriots team, I'm, I'm honestly pretty high on this Patriots team. I think they're really? going to be a good squad this year. I think Mac Jones is obviously – not given a, a lot to really deal with in that offense. He gets to do a lot of the fundamental things that he knows how to do, which is just throw the ball six yards and complete it to a tight end. And Hunter Henry and Jadu Smith are going to need to catch the ball a little bit better because they have been dropping way too many passes in the first couple of weeks. But just I like the way their team is constructed on the offensive end. They have deep threats. They have speed. They have a good running back core. And then on the defensive side of the ball, they got a lot of dudes. Once Stephon Gilmore is back, if he actually plays for them this season, which he'll be a huge factor. He's a big piece as to why I'm high on them. If he ends up getting traded or not refusing to play for the Patriots, I don't think they have any real shot at making the playoffs. But with Stephon Gilmore on that defense, adding into the other dudes that they have with them, I think they got a real shot to go win some football games. And with Tua, if he's going to be out for any period of time this year, that wild card spot seems wide open for them. Yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna be honest and say, I I would expect a little more from, uh, I mean Ve- Vegas, Chargers, Denver. I think are more likely to take those wild card spots. I just don't buy this New England offense right now. Their defense is elite. I think they'll win a lot of football games, be in a lot of football games. I just don't think that they have enough offense to beat a team that their defense can't just completely manhandle. Maybe that'll progress as uh, Mac Jones figures out the offense better. Maybe someone else steps up as a playmaker. But right now, I think they need another, maybe a wide receiver to just come and be a good, speedy wide receiver. For the Mac Jones can throw it deep. He he could do the deep throws in college. He just hasn't yet in the pros. And I'm not sure if that. I mean, I definitely know a lot of that is Bill Belichick just trying to take it slow with him. But mm-hmm. I, I don't know how you're gonna beat teams without that deep threat. And I think that they really need to start using it. At least to get Mac Jones practicing, I, I think that yes, you'll he'll throw a few interceptions, he'll throw a few bad passes. It's super cool to have the best QB rating of any rookie QB on their team, and all the Patriots fans get to call him the new Tom Brady. Tom <laughs> Brady still has that deep ball. Yeah, Mac Jones has to get his practice in, and I think look, I think if there's any time to do it, it's this season with Stephon Gilmore being in question. <laughs> With uh, the offense having all its new tools, Mac Jones is a rookie. It's time to let him let him have some growing pains. Let him throw it deep a little bit. Let him have a little bit of fun. Maybe only in think... games that you're actually winning by a bunch, but uh, you know he should be slinging it against the Jets. 
I mean, and I mean to be fair, Nelson Aguilar's a speedy deep threat. Kendrick Bourne is someone I liked out of the wide receiver three, and Jacoby Myers. They're all they're all talented guys. None of them are really even wide receiver twos in the NFL at this point, so they all have a chance to step up. But yeah, it's going to be a, a weird season for Mac, but a lot like the Steelers. I buy them mostly because of the coaching staff and the way that they just are fundamentally built to win football games, no matter who is actually on the roster. Like this, the New England Patriots are an organization that will last beyond the years of anyone on this team or anyone who was on the team before. Like Belichick might be here till he's 250. Like we don't know, <laughs> but this, they're built to win football games no matter what. And they have an incredibly savvy team over there. So I think they're going to end up just winning more games based on their pure football knowledge than anything else. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. All right, this last team I just want to do quickly and, and relatively, the Texans. And I mostly just say them. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to just say them. I, I Obviously, I'm not buying them. But I mostly just want to say I'm buying them because I'm really impressed with how they're playing. They've looked mm. really good. They're getting to the, Their defense is playing really well. Their offense being propelled by Miracle Tyrod Taylor run. Their running back mm-hmm. core is probably the most versatile in the league. Look, they were hanging with the Browns while Taylor was out. Taylor was mm-hmm. there in a way that didn't look weird. Like, when I was watching the Falcons keep up with the Bucks, I was like, what the heck is happening? <laughs> I didn't feel that way when I was watching the Texans. It looked like they knew what they were doing, and it looked like they were trying to win that game in a winnable ma- manner. Mm-hmm. Taylor goes down. It's not exactly easy for that. It stopped, yeah. and then they got killed by the Panthers this, on Thursday. I'm not saying that they're going to win a bunch of games, but I think the Texans are much better than I thought. And I wanted to give them a little, especially for a team that's had as many off the field distractions as this one. I just wanted to give them a little shout out for that. Yeah, I do. I would hundred percent agree with that. I think for all the slander and the talk of the Texans this off season, how they're just not going to win any football games. There's no chance they'll do anything. Blah, blah, blah. They've been, uh, I said that too. A lot yep. of people said that. Yep. Like, <laughs> and I'm happily eating my words. I love watching teams overperform. And they look good. Like they at least look like they know that either people have been talking about them and they want to prove people wrong, or that they've heard literally zero things from anybody and they just expect to go out there and play football and and compete in every game because they look good. Even Davis Mills is at least he was operating against the Panthers. Like that Panthers defense has looked stellar to start the season. And this kid was throwing dots here and there. Like, he's hitting Anthony Miller. He's hitting Brandon Cooks. We're both having good years. And he's making good passes. He's getting – he's obviously making rookie mistakes. He's a third-round pick. They had no no vision of him playing this season. But he's looked impressive while he played. And for him to come in, he's got a little shot while Tyrod's out because Tyrod looked fantastic. I, they looked like a 5-6 win team with Tyrod Taylor right there. But now it's going to – hit that. They might have hit that over even. I might have been wrong. They might have hit that over. <laughs> But now you're right. Their defensive line looks great. Their secondary and their linebackers are are a problem, and they're getting the ball thrown on them a lot. Like Sam Darnold had what like 350 yards almost on them yesterday, and I get it. Like it's the Texans. They're going to give up yards, but you'd want them to be a little bit better. They played better than we all expected, and definitely shout out to the Texans. I do expect, like, maybe they just won't finish at the bottom of their division, you know? Maybe they'll beat the Jaguars. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe not. I mean, they beat the Jaguars once, they're one and two. Maybe they'll just lose out. Maybe they won't. I don't know. I'm mm-hmm. uh, hopeful, I guess. I'm hopeful. I like I, I like this team better than I expected. I just wanted to give them some love for that. Yeah. All right, now that we're done this, I want to look ahead to next week's games. Uh, I went through them all. I picked the ones that I thought were fun to watch. I thought the ones that were going to be interesting. 
Mm-hmm. And I left out a bunch of them because I just was like, this is boring. Cardinals, Jaguars, that should be boring. You know what I mean? Yeah. Pan- Panthers, Texans was boring. Mm-hmm. So let's start this off. The first game that I thought probably, I think that this might be the most fun game because I think it's going to be really fun, really interesting. Mm-hmm. And no matter what happens, the narratives are going to explode. Yeah. Between that, two good teams, this is probably my my first overall pick for most fun game. This is the game that should be the marquee matchup instead of what? Who's playing? Um, well, this is the actually, Sunday night are. game. Yeah, this they is are. a Sunday night they game of the week here, game. I think. My bad. Niners-Green Bay. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I think, th- yeah. Look, win or lose for either team, there's going to be an uproar. Green oh. Bay, Green. no matter what happens, Green Bay is going to have the media all over them after this. They've mm-hmm. been the media storm this year. I think yep. if they had just come out winning, it would have been a little quieter, but, you know, they didn't. Um, Niners have looked pretty great so far. Green Bay has played two outstanding quarters of football and six mediocre to horrible quarters of football. Mm-hmm. If Green Bay isn't competitive again, uh, I think that the world is going to be out on them. I Look, I... Week one is always tough to predict. Like I, I think that they, what was that I was listening to? They they expected a lot more zone blitz out of that New Orleans Saints defense, and then mm-hmm. they ran a lot more. Um, was it covered? Cover two? What? Two, man, man covered. Man yeah. coverage. Fuck. Sorry. <laughs> I don't remember. I'm a little tired. Um, whatever. They weren't ready for it. They got a little burned by that. Okay, fine. They go to play the Lions. They were in. The Lions were winning at halftime. Yep. <laughs> and then it started to rain, and Jared Goff's. Little hands took over, uh, and he dropped the football. Just dropped it. Just well, he, he clearly wasn't listening to, to Peyton Madden and Jeff Saturday drills because he would have known that he had to get that football wet and practice that for hours and hours before. Because, hey, I mean, if you don't practice for the rain, how are you going to be ready to play in the rain? Yep. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, this, I'm, this, I'm mm-hmm. definitely a little cautious on this Green Bay team. They also have the worst run defense in football. Or one of the worst. They're allowing, yeah. where is it? I have it over here. Um, 4.8 yards per carry. Oof. Not great. Not, not great <laughs> at all. Uh, maybe maybe we see the Niners start Trey Lance this game or give him some good sets, see if he can run for 200 yards or something insane <laughs> like that. I mean, with the the way the running pack core is beat up already, you might as well see it. I mean, Raheem Mostert at this point might be out for the season. Trey Sermon has a concussion. He's not going to play. Elijah Mitchell is questionable with the knee injury. They just signed like an XFL guy off the Bengals practice squad. I think James Patrick, who could probably get some run against his Green Bay team. And so we're really going to be looking at that Jimmy G, Trey Lance. They're going to have to be operating from the QB position. I do think we're going to see a lot of Trey Lance in this game, honestly, because at this point, you might as well with all the other injuries happening to the team. See if you can go out there and make something happen. Braden Ayuk has been super quiet this season. This could be a game where we really see him break out. Because, yeah, this Packers defense, I mean, Eric Stokes has been a big addition to their secondary. Every single time I see Kevin King on the field, somehow he's getting burned. Mm-hmm. Like, who's the one who's getting hurdled by DeAndre Swift at the end of a game that doesn't matter? It's Kevin King. Who's the one that's getting faded in the corner by TJ Hawkinson? It's Kevin King. You know, and it's just like, you guys have to at least let Eric Soltz be the the quarterback too and let just Kevin King come in as a nickel or something. But this Niners squad already somehow devastated by injuries again. Don't know what is going on with this physio over there. 
but they're going to need to step up. Debo Samuel's been incredible. I need Brandon Ayuk to do more and this team, but I do think that they have a good shot of coming out with the win here just because that Green Bay O-line is still pretty questionable. Yeah. And Aaron Jones did have a monster game. It was against the Detroit Lions. And Detroit, mm. I, I like where you're going. You're definitely nowhere close to there yet. So having Joey Bosa, or sorry, Nick Bosa on that line with Armstead and Ford is going to be a whole different animal to what they just had to see last week. And Aaron Rodgers is going to have a lot less time in the pocket, more like that week one game against the Saints. Mm. He's going to be operating. You know, the Cali boys always love going to Santa Clara and playing against the Niners. But... It's going to be tough sledding for Green Bay. And if they're 1-2 and two after uh, three weeks, I'm going to be very excited to listen to that Aaron Rodgers Tuesdays on the McAfee. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like, yeah. I, I nailed it on the head. All right. Yeah. Next game. Keep it moving. Keeping it moving. Moving those chains. Um, <laughs> next game uh, that I think is going to be really fun. A lot of interesting. This, this might have been my number one pick, mm-hmm. but it wasn't. Um, Rams-Tampa. Hot yeah. take, the Rams aren't that good. I was really in on the Rams. I, I, I was really in on the Rams, and they just have yet to impress me. And now, look, maybe this is the week that they impress me. They're still 2-0. So are the Bucks. Maybe mm-hmm. this is a really fun slugfest. Their defense is just not great except for, like, except for, like, Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. Like, if you if you can if you can just if you can just avoid Aaron Donald and throw to the field to the side of the field that Ramsey is not on I think that you can beat this Rams team and no team is more equipped to do that than Tampa Bay Mm -hmm. even if Antonio Brown is out which hopefully he isn't Mm -hmm. even if he's out they just have so many weapons yes you can sit Jalen Ramsey on whomever and he'll take him out of the game but there's still so many more options for this for mm-hmm. Tom Brady on this Tampa Bay on this Tampa Bay offense. Yeah, uh, it's definitely. I mean, I feel like I was saying at the beginning of the season. I think this Rams defense is going to struggle a little bit more this year. They haven't looked great to start the season, but when you talk about two guys like Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, it's not like you could just. You really just can't avoid them. Like Aaron Donald is taking double teams every single time. And that just makes, even if the rest of the line isn't great or the blitzers aren't fantastic, it just means that everyone's getting one-on-one coverage on the line and you just just beat one man, you know? Like, every single play, you just got to be one guy that gives you a real shot to get to the QB every single time. And Jalen Ramsey can cover, like, four zones at once, it seems like, honestly, at some points. He's all over the field, especially with that new number five. He's flying around out there. It's going to be really exciting. I think it's a lot of this is going to be just an absolute slugfest of a quarterback game. Like Stafford against Brady with their new offense in LA. Cooper Cup has been an absolute monster. Insane. And it's just, yes, Tampa Bay is going to do the most to shut him down, but their defense has had some problems throughout the beginning of the season too. Like they haven't looked great. Give up almost, what was it, 28 points to the Atlanta Falcons. Like this is just not a team that needs to be scoring that many points against you. If, I don't know if you caught the, the Bruce Arians halftime interview going into that Tampa Bay, Bay Atlanta game. Reporter asked him, like, uh, so so what have you liked about your offense so far? What do you, you think it'll build on in the second half? He's like, 
I haven't liked anything about our offense. We suck. We're turning the ball over way too many times, too many drops. We're terrible. And I'm telling you what, I'm cleaning that up for you right now because there was definitely a little more explicit language used by BA in that one. Oh, Guy goes, hey, so what What do you think about the defense? How are you guys going to continue to improve in the second half? He's like, defense is terrible. Too many penalties. We're not making the tackles the right time. I'm just like, God damn, BA. Like, guys are still winning. Still going to get through this game. And that's the mentality that they're approaching every day with the Tampa Bay. So, I know that they're coming out hot and heavy for this Rams squad, but I think Matt Stafford in this game, he's going to want to show the world, like, yes, I've been rotten in Detroit for the last 15 years. This is why I'm a Hall of Fame quarterback. So I, I definitely think that the Rams can get out of this one with a W, and and this will be one of those games where we're going to have an undefeated team that's not going to be undefeated next, next week. It's going to be out of this game, this matchup. Somebody's going to have a loss in the column. Nobody wants it. So I'm going to be real excited to watch this afternoon game. Yeah, I mean, uh, that, I, I'm I'm excited for it. I've just I've got Tampa. I got Tampa on this. I'm. Mm-hmm. Although one thing that I'm liking to watch is this Matt Stafford Cooper Cup connection. Matt Stafford Cooper Cup is like, oh my god, I finally have a QB that knows that I improvise. Oh, <laughs> something's going wrong. All right, I'm just gonna go get open because I'm the best. All right, mm-hmm. sweet, let's go. Let's run this football. Got this. Let's go. I, it's been. Awesome to watch. I love watching Cooper Cup play football. He's probably one of my favorite receivers to watch in the NFL. Absolutely. Next game, uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. KC Chargers. I know I was talking some smack on the Chargers earlier, but I'm really hoping this will just be a fun, a lot of airplay, a lot of long throws, long catches, big run, big runs uh, off those catches, a lot mm-hmm. of tutties, a lot of points. I'm just thinking this could be a really fun game. Yeah, I think this could be one of those where you see like, probably a thousand combined yards from both teams at this point. Like I would like to see probably four, like 350, 400 from both Mahomes and Herbert. I think it'll be one of those games where you get to just those quick drives where it's like, Hey, Tyree kill 15 second touchdown. Come back. Keenan Allen, 28 seconds later, touchdown. This is like, all right. So nobody's playing any defense until the fourth quarter, I guess. But yeah, this is going to be one of those games where it's just going to come down to like Swordson and Matthews, all right, Sorensen and Matthew in the on the Chiefs defense against like Derwin James and and Bosa on the Chargers and who is eventually going to get a stop first because I I think this is just going to be absolute torch fest of a game like where let's just throw the ball keep going keep going Austin Eckler though should be wanting the ball every single time on first and second down hand him the rock let him run all over this Chiefs team because they have not been able to slow anybody down yet run right through the middle. The linebackers you should not be worried about. They've been putting Chris Jones on the edge, which is just not where he needs to be. You should put him in the middle of the field. If he's not playing on the inside of that D-line, run right through the gut every single time, and you will get a first down, I promise you. I don't want to sit on these too long. Sorry, we're just, I'm trying to move through these stats. Mm-hmm. But the next one I want to talk I just I don't even want to talk about it that much. I just think it's gonna, that Browns-Bears will be fun just because Justin Fields is playing. Like, yeah. I... I that's that's about it. Like the Browns should win by by three touchdowns, but I'm excited to watch Justin Fields just run around like a monster. Watching but, him break tackles is so fun. By the way, Justin Fields, Browns for like his first start of his NFL career with that Bears O line, baptism of absolute fire to go against Jadavion Clowney and Miles Garrett. By the way, like absolutely not a great time for him. No. I think just just be healthy, please, sir. Like I just hopefully your career is not done after this game and like because i honestly think he can get smacked in that backfield way too many times in this game and just young qbs they tend to run tend to try to make the extra play and just if you're getting hit too hard 
maybe just tuck it and hit the ground. Don't don't try to be like Carson Wentz and throw the football when you already have Aaron Donald on your back because then you end up with two sprained ankles and you don't know if you're going to play next week. Yeah, uh, on to the interesting. Uh, yeah, let's just do it really quick. If Carson Wentz plays, then Colts Tennessee could be interesting. Otherwise, I just it'll only be interesting if Tennessee loses, quite frankly. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. like that's just, I don't know. I. Tennessee better win that game, or you're not gonna hear from me. I'm not. We're not doing another football episode. The football will be shut down <laughs> after that. There will be no more football in this podcast if Tennessee loses that game to Indiana, Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. Um, on an on an interesting game, I actually want to talk about a little bit. <clears throat> Washington Bills. Mm. The Bills steamrolled the Dolphins, and the Washington defense—they're in question. Yep. They're very much in question. A lot of people are saying it's smoke and mirrors. They had an easy schedule last year. All this, all that. I think we're going to know very fast into this game if it's going to be fun or not, or if it'll be interesting or not. Mm. But there's infinite potential this would be another Bills kill fest, and that could still be interesting in terms of, okay, look at the Bills. They killed two teams in a row. Are they good? Are they not? Is Washington's defense good? Is it not? I think there's a lot to learn from this game. I don't yeah. know that I'm going to love watching it. I mean, I'm super excited to see Chase Young and Montez Sweat get off the edges. And, and okay, really but I'm always excited to watch Chase Young and Montez Sweat get off the edges. Like, that's a given. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I <didn't> just, and <laughs> Sorry. then them, I want to see Taylor Heineke operating. Obviously, he's one of my dudes. I, I love to see Heineke out there. So I'm, I'm excited more to see what this Bills defense is looking like. Personally, I've heard all the talk about this Washington defense. I think that people are getting a little too high on the fact that it's the beginning of the season and takes a couple weeks to get everything situated you want to make sure everyone's playing well everyone knows where they're supposed to be and look they're winning games like I, what are we complaining they, about they it? won game <laughs> they won a game like what are we complaining about at this point they couldn't stop the chargers in week one until the end of the game okay justin herbert's supposed to be a generational quarterback and i think that you'll see the defense step up for sure but it's going to be that Bills defense because you played a Dolphins team without two essentially last week. And then they got killed in week one. So to see them week two against Heineke, I'm excited to see what Heineke and Scary Terry could do to them. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm not I'm not super high on this game, but it could it, it has potential. I'll give you that. It has potential, but it could just mm-hmm. be a steamroll fest. And then maybe we'll learn something about the Bills. But I think there's definitely a game we can learn from. The next game I think is interesting. And maybe I'm I'm looking at it now, and maybe I should have put it in the fun and interesting bin. <laughs> New Orleans Patriots or Saints mm. Patriots. New Orleans had two completely different games. Game one, they looked like the best team in the NFL, and single-handedly put all of Green all of Green Bay into question. All of Wisconsin is on is on watch at this point. <laughs> yeah. Game two, they looked like the worst team in the NFL, mm-hmm. but they were also lacking like seven coordinators. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to burn the tape for one of those games. The question is, which one? I don't know that this Pats game will show that off because I do think that this Pats team is very well equipped to handle this Saints offense. I think that they that they have enough defensive pieces that mm-hmm. this Saints team is going to have a big, big, is going to have a big, big challenge moving up that field. Yeah. Jameis is probably going to have a couple of less wild passes that are still intercepted. Mm-hmm. This Pat's this Pat's defense is also coming off of a four interception game. Yeah, they're high. They're feeling good. They're feeling great. Mac Jones got a win. Mm-hmm. I think they shut they shut out the Jets, right? Jets uh, I think score. they gave up like two field goals. Or no, I think Zach Wilson got one touchdown, but they missed the extra point. Yeah, they yeah. Um, I got it right here. 
Zach Wilson doesn't have a touchdown, it looks like it was yeah, it's, uh, two extra points Just from Matt Amendola. Two field goals from Amendola. All right, that's look. They, it wasn't a shutdown, but no touchdowns. That's always really fun as a defense. Yeah. On the other side, the Saints defense is really well disciplined and Mac Jones, you know, still just a disciplined quarterback. That might be really boring. It might be fun. It might be a mm -hmm. really good matchup or it might just be, oh, well, this is what we expected. It's just Jones trying to move up the field. Yeah. I, I think it could be a potential to be a really good game or it could be a total snooze fest or it could be a defensive slug fest, but I'm, I'm excited. I think there's a lot of potential with this game to be fun. Yeah, I think any anytime you see Sean Payton and Bill Belichick go at it, it's going to be a good football game, and so I I think this is what going to be one of those where, where like the pure the purists of the football world, the true fans who appreciate every single detail of the game, I think you're really going to enjoy this one. Mm -hmm. If you're just looking to watch people throw a bunch of touchdowns and go all over the field, this will not be the game for you. But I think this one should definitely have a lot of exciting things that you can use to learn about the squads and learn with how they deal with adversity. But this, should, this is one of those games that I wish I had Peyton Manning on the call because he'd be breaking down every single thing happening on both sides, so and it would be fantastic. That would be a very fun one. Um, two more games I'm looking at that are kind of interesting. Let's just breeze through them. Uh, Bengals-Steelers, it's just a classic good divisional game. And also, like I, I feel like I'm going to be very out on whoever loses that game. It's mm. my early call. I think that whoever loses that is most likely going to lose the division. Mm -hmm. And I think that's also just a numbers game. I think one of those two teams is losing the division. So I feel like at worst, I got a 50-50 shot of saying whoever loses that game loses the division. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely excited for this one. That Bengals defense is much improved. So the Steelers are going to have to be good. And then on the Bengals side of the ball, just God for sakes, please protect Joey Burrow. Like this yep. team is going to absolutely slaughter him in the backfield. So please just let him get the ball out of his hands so they can at least get roughing the passer penalties or something. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I've, I've kind of liked what I've been seeing from Burrow. I'm not in love with it. Um, but, you know, I, think I, I like Jamar fine. Chase. Jamar Chase is doing really well, by the way. I want to point mm -hmm. that out. I was, yeah, I think... uh, there was a lot of questions about him when he got drafted. Everyone was saying they should have drafted, um, who was the, uh, the, the lineman from Oregon, if I remember right? Oh, uh, Penny Sewell. Penny Sewell. Everyone was saying draft Penny Sewell. I was saying draft Penny Sewell. Look, Jamar Chase is playing really well. Mm -hmm. Love to see it. Um... Yeah, last game that I think could be interesting is Eagles Cowboys. Because I still don't know what to what to do with the Eagles. I, I purposely did not put them in the buy or sell because I just had no idea, and there was uh -huh. nothing that you could say that would convince me either way. Yeah, I don't know what to do. Jalen Hurts is 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 a quarterback. <laughs> mm -hmm. Jalen Hurts is most definitely a quarterback. I'm I'm really liking what he's um what he's been doing. But I just I don't know. I'm loving the, I'm loving this Cowboys team in a lot of ways. I'm loving their offense. Mm -hmm. Their running backs are looking. I mean, their running backs are looking great. The receivers, the wide receivers, obviously, as we said before, some of the best in the league. Dak looks great. Defense looks almost passable. They came up with a win against the Chargers that, quite frankly, they just shouldn't have had. <laughs> which is kind of the mark of a good team, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, winning games that you just should not that it's like okay this shouldn't be a win you still come out that's a that's a good team in my opinion so I, I think that could be a fun game and mm -hmm. I think it could play into who wins the division especially if Washington loses that game to the Bills and keeps looking a little more suspect this could be this could be one of those games that really matters at the end of the year when we're like okay who's winning the uh, who's winning this division 
Yeah, I think this Monday night game, obviously the the NFL wants it to be super exciting. I think it could be a good back and forth one. It has definitely the the rumblings of a potential just Cowboys blowout because this Eagles team has been real up and down this season. But they they stayed in it with the Niners for the full game. The defense looked good in the first half for them. So if their defense continues to play well, it'll keep them in some games. And this Cowboys team, I mean, the only only real worry for them is the fact that Tony Pollard is actually might be better than Zeke Elliott at this point. I, is that a worry or is that just no nah, I mean, that's I only a worry for the fantasy owners <laughs> yeah shout out to shout out elijah sorry you have zeke on your fantasy team <laughs> shout I, out I re- to shout out greg z though the big kick 56 yarder to kill the the chargers that was a huge there was a lot of big kicks last week too mm-hmm. I wish we had had a little more time to praise the special teams but hey, hey. it's uh yeah. i'm sure there'll be more big kicks throughout the season hey, minnesota somehow Vikings. is cursed shout <laughs> can't Vikings. hit a field goal I just wow, I, that was that was just kick after. I I've never seen so much kicking and so much heartbreak. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to make this Cardinals team. I was so in on them. I'm so I'm so confused what to make with them. I don't want to go in on them. I just big confusion there. Obvious like they're playing they're playing the Jags this week, right? Yeah. Yeah. I that I, if if that isn't a win, I'd be worried. But mm-hmm. it should be. It should with that D line. I'm worried about Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. But that's yeah. I don't want to start going into all of the games. We don't have the time for that. This is probably a good time to close it out, honestly. Mm-hmm. Shout so, out WNBA first games yesterday. There was an absolute smoke show between the Mercury and the Liberty. Free throws to win the game with like point four on the clock. Sophie Cunningham six for seven from three to keep keep her team in the game. Unreal game. Playoffs are on the way. We love playoff basketball around here. We love playoff basketball. I'll watch high school playoff basketball. Playoff basketball is <laughs> awesome. <laughs> exactly. Cannot wait for basketball season to start. Coming soon, October 19th, October 15th for college season. Mm-hmm. Trying to watch more college this year, more international. You know me, just love the game. Trying to watch more, more basketball, the better. Oh, my motto. All right. Mm-hmm. Now, if you hey, thank you We're all good. for tuning in. If you're not following us on Instagram, please follow us at Ball Talk Official. Like, comment, all that stuff. DM us your questions. We're happy to talk about anything. We're happy to talk all the time. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. If you're watching this on YouTube, please like, subscribe, rate, review, comment. F- follow us. If you're on a podcast platform, same thing. Please rate, write, su- re- review, subscribe, five stars, all that. Um, it helps out every time. It's just helping us build this fan base. We're trying to build something with this, and all your support really matters to us, and we treasure it all deeply. Mm-hmm. And until next time, thank you for tuning in to Ball Talk. It's Ball Talk. It's Ball Talk, baby. 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 Baby, baby, baby.